It's your boy, Maddie Keywoman. Welcome to episode 17 of High Heat Fantasy Baseball, Couch Guy Sports' number one rated new fantasy baseball podcast. And I can say that with pretty much certainty. First things first, let me allow me to introduce the co-host of the show, Fantasy Baseball's resident bro science PhD, Kevin Perdios. How's it going, doctor? <laughs> When did you come up with this uh, kind of new electric intro, man? Usually it's just this dull kind of, yeah, this guy's here. Here you go. But um, not much, man. <laughs> Baseball season's off and running. I love it. Um, spider Tech in full effect. The blowback of it. You know, you shout know. out to spider Tech. Their sales must be booming because I've seen every mm-hmm. single content creator on the yeah. internet purchase their own tin and they're playing – Whatever type of science experience they're trying to do to prove how crazy that is, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's been fun. Baseball is pretty great right now. And as always, High Heat is brought to you by Couch Guy Sports. You can check out all our written content on CouchGuysports.com. Articles are always dropping every single day. If you're new to the show, make sure you smash that subscribe button wherever you're getting the podcast. And if the app or website allows you to rate and review, please help the boys out and do so. And do not forget to share High Heat Fantasy Baseball with literally everyone you know. Check out the Fantasy Baseball Market Watch every single morning when the market opens. All you got to do is search hashtag FBB Market Watch on Twitter. You can follow whose values up, whose values down, and just a little bit of advice of what you can do. Lastly, I suggest you check out some of the other great podcasts on the CGS Network. Shows like the Yellow Card Pod, Bernie and Chris, and the Raptors podcast kevin there are some rumors swirling on the internet there are rumors swirling that those high heat boys did it again and i'd like to take a second to answer those rumors because we most certainly did we have another incredible guest hanging out with us tonight you can find his fantasy sports insight at places like new life fantasy roto ranks fan tracks and nbc sports edge he has appeared on podcasts like On the Wire, Circle in the Bases, On the Bump, The Sleeper and the Bus, Rotor Wire, Fantasy Baseball, and more. And I think it's pretty safe to say that our guest is uh, on his way to becoming basically a superstar in the fantasy sports world. And by my calculation, he operates maybe the busiest Twitter handle in the game right now because I swear, this man's answering about 12,000 fantasy questions a day. He is the mastermind behind Micah's Notes. Please give it up for Micah. Henry, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, bro. That, that's a really humbling intro. I appreciate that. You know, you, you saying all that stuff makes me think about, wow, I really, you know, I've been in a lot of places recently. You know, it's like, wow, okay. You're a popular cool. man, and we're super excited to have you on tonight because, you know, I've, I've kind of been following you on the outskirts of fantasy baseball because, uh, you know, you do good stuff. And to see you get all this stuff and be on all these cool shows that I've been listening to for years, like I couldn't be happier for you, man. So congrats. And the gig at NBC Sports Edge, come on, dude. If you want to gloat for a few seconds, this is your chance. I mean, it was this was a surreal to get that uh, I don't know the opportunity just to write for something that I used to, you know, I don't know, as a kid, you just watch see you see NBC sports articles all the time. Just be able to write for that is just really cool. You know, it's it's a blessing for sure. 
For sure. Let me ask you one question. Now, you don't have to answer, but let me ask you one question. Do you still kind of wish it was Roto World? No, I mean, I like, I like, I don't know. It's just a cool name. You know, it's a classic I, legend. I don't, I don't know when Roto World started, but I feel like it started a while, like before I even got into fancy sports. So oh, I feel yeah. like yeah, there's yeah. like a much deeper, you know, appreciation for the name than, than I understand. But so I guess that, you know, that factors into the decision for me liking the edge more. But I mean, I feel the edge is more just you know, more modern, more sleek, cool. I don't know. Oh, no, I don't, don't get me wrong. NBC, yeah. man. You, you are a contributor for an NBC website. Congrats, yeah. dude. Hey, thanks, man. Like I said, you want to take a couple seconds to go? High Heat is the place to do it because we're all about having some fun here. So you want to take a victory lap? Hey, man, you do it. <laughs> Appreciate that, bro. So, you know, I, I mentioned Micah's notes, and I'm being serious here. If you play fantasy baseball and you're not checking out Micah's notes on Twitter, you are doing your fantasy team a disservice. And like I said, I promise you that is the case. So check that out. Uh, one thing, Micah, you know, we don't really tell our guests on the show notes because we want to catch you off guard here with this question. Nothing crazy, but I just want you to tell our listeners, how long have you been playing fantasy baseball and how would you describe your GM style? Yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. So I, I started playing in points leagues in 2014. Uh, that was like my, my first thing. I played that for like a few years. Then that, that was like my specialty, I guess. And that's why, you know, I'm trying to kind of do that with my, you know, MSC stuff, try to stick like the points league type cat type stuff. But um, yeah, so I just recently started doing category leagues. I believe it was 2019. Like that was the first year I, I did a, you know, Roto category league. And and so I've only been doing it for like a couple few years now. It's interesting now. I don't know how quickly... I've grown, you know, comfortable with it. But yeah, yeah, so I mean, I I have different approaches for different leagues, points leagues. You know, I, you know, I want my starting pitchers. I, you know, that type of thing. Roto leagues, you know, I kind of just, you know, I'm still kind of getting the hang of it. But I I have a pretty good idea of what I want to do. This this year, for example, I went um, save heavy, got a bunch of saves guys. You know, you know, top top closers. Mm-hmm. Uh, some leagues it's worked out. Some leagues it hasn't worked out. But I mean, I'm starting to understand that you just you just have to find the right balance. I don't know. It's it's, it's definitely a work in progress. But yeah, that's kind of like my style to those different you know different types of leagues. Very cool. And me and Kevin, we're we're with you there. We're predominantly points leagues guys, so our perspective mm-hmm. is majority points leagues. I haven't been in a categories league in a long time. You know, it would be nice to get into a roto league and just try to see the differences because I'm so used to grinding out points every day, starting pitchers, yep. you know, streaming stuff like that, and uh, you know, to, to kind of be a little bit more, you know, nuanced in my decision-making could be pretty cool to check out. So maybe next year, because right now, obviously I'm not going to join. What do we do? A trade deadline? League? No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <Trade deadline. laughs> some, some, some of my leagues don't even have trade deadlines. It's interesting. Some of my points leagues. I don't know. Points leagues, it feels like it's just a free-for-all. Some, some, and that's why I like about it. I don't know. You can just pick up guys whenever, you know, some, some of the category leagues, you got to, you know, wait till Sunday, you know, for the bad period. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. I, I just, I, uh, we were talking before the show, we both play fantasy football, and I feel like points league in baseball is the fairest, like most, it's the closest you get in terms of the vibe of fantasy football to fantasy baseball is points. I agree. Because you get, I think, this is the way I always explain it to my buddies when they're asking me, which I, where do I prefer points or, or categories? If I have Mike Trout, the best player in my opinion in baseball, I have him in Sunday night baseball, I need to win my matchup. He hits two home runs, you know, sc- you know sc- hits two more doubles or whatever. He, that's a ridiculously good game. That's a game that should be worthy of winning you your matchup. But if I needed steals, I lose. Yeah. And that's just, yeah. I don't know. I want to yeah. cheer for yeah. everything. Yeah. That's true. 
You know, I, like the best thing about fantasy football is having the final say, Monday Night Football, your quarterback's lining up and he goes off, you know what I mean? And he wins you that matchup. Like those are what makes fantasy, those make the matches the best. Let me tell you, I'm not going to lie. For, at, at times I feel like that, you know, that Monday night last minute touchdown is the, some of the most exhilarating moments in fantasy sports, period. I will period. say that about football. Like, they're, like it's, it's nothing like it. It's, it's, it's exhilarating stuff. But, yeah, I, I love baseball, but that is – that's a good point. I love I love that feeling, you know. Yeah, and, so, and yeah. baseball allows that because they got Sunday night baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, my, Maddie actually convinced me. Otherwise, I'm in a yeah. categories league, and I, I <laughs> preference-wise, I probably prefer categories because I just – I don't know. The way I am, I, I'm able to just – understand it better and i have more success in it mm-hmm. i guess mm-hmm. but um manny brings up a good point dude you know that that's true if mike trout goes off on sunday night or whatever and it's and you need steals and you don't win the matchup because you didn't get steals but it goes three for five with two home runs like that's a great day you should get rewarded for that and not lose your matchup over that but uh yeah i, I don't know I'm I'm on the fence now, Maddie. See what you did. Yeah. Hey, I'm glad I could convince you a little bit because you know a little bit of spoiler alert. Later on in the show, we're gonna try to convince each other of our uh, fantasy baseball takes in a little uh, FBB Market Watch pitch meeting. So that is to come. Still to come. Also, the we are gonna talk a little buy sell uh, action. We got five guys we want to talk about. But first, let's dive into the news and notes. And Micah, feel free to chime in if you have anything you want to say. You got one of these guys on your team, and you just want to vent or get somebody for chest. Jump in whenever. We're just gonna go through injuries and whatnot. So. Good news before the podcast started. Zach Gallon's going to return from injury, and he is going to start Thursday's game. So by the time you're listening to this, you may already know the result of his outing. But either way, the baseball world is pretty happy to have him back. So uh, I like to see Zach Gallon back. He was a – I thought he could be a Cy Young candidate, you know, when draft season came around. And to get hurt swinging a bat was a major bummer, and he's gone on the IL twice since then. So hopefully he comes back strong and, and can keep some things going. And speaking of guys coming back from injury, Ramon Laureano, Alberto Mondesi, and Lance McCullers, a.k.a. Kevin Perdios. Micah, doesn't Kevin look like Lance McCullers? I, I suppose. I mean, maybe, 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 maybe a little bit of the beard. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Say, no, you can say no. It's okay. It's all right. He's been on this for a month. I'll never now. get off this. Yeah. Uh, and he, in the good thing for me, Lance McCullough is fantasy relevant. So he's always uh, ready for a comparison with my man Kevin here. But the, all three of those guys were activated from the IL this week. Eloy Jimenez surprisingly was cleared to begin participating in baseball activities. I think Stashler is re-engaged. Are either you guys stashing Mr. Eloy Jimenez, or will you now? With the good news, I, w- I will if it's if it's if it's if it works. You know, because there's a lot of stuff going on with teams now. All the injuries. You know, some mm-hmm. teams have like no six, doubt, no doubt, seven injuries. Like I can't even feel these guys on my on my you know IL. So yeah, really, like it's, I don't know, it's really situational type thing. But yeah, if I if I had the space, I'll do it for sure. Yeah, I think he's when he's healthy, it's worth it. You know, it, it, it is worth it to try to keep that guy if you have the spot. I don't have him, and I'm not really looking to, you know, I'm not going on my way to try to add him. I know a few, uh, actually, like two of my close friends in both my leagues have that, have him. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems no one's really trying to move him. So I, I, and I agree with that approach. 
I think he's worth it. But at the same time, I think you got to be careful. Is this dude going to stay healthy? And is it a smart move to really see what the market is for him and kind of try to get whatever you can? Yeah, Not, I should I, get whatever you can. But um, it's interesting. How, it's an interesting situation how to handle. I think I'm not. I'm not convinced on him. I'm not trying to buy him. But if you had him, I would test the waters of the trade market. I think. I, I, you know, I think you might be on something there because you know if you're trying to acquire him, and as the second he gets good news, his his stock will skyrocket. He's that type of talent. So, I mean, if you're a little pessimistic on his return, maybe that's the best move to look to sell. Kevin, again, I don't mean to trigger you here, but your boy, Andrew Benatendi, hits the IL with a fractured rib, further proving that Bloom was correct in trading him for Francis Codero. Moving on to the next Stop topic. It. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Where's Francis right now? Oh, yeah, right. uh, he's hitting balls of the moon. Uh, like I said, moving on, <laughs> a pair of Dodgers were placed on the IL this week. Mr. Max Muncie and Co- oh, excuse me, Cody Bellinger. Both are expected though to be just do the minimum and be right back soon enough. So that's good news, I guess. Uh, well, now let's move on to the pitcher injuries, which none of us like. Right? No one likes pitching injuries. It seems to happen every single day, and it happens to the best out there. It's just it sucks. So Max Scherzer. Mad Max, he was placed on the 10-day IL, but he's expected to only miss the minimum, so I guess there's a little optimism there. And after a strong start last weekend against Boston, Stephen Max tested positive for COVID, and he is out. Shane Bieber landed on the IL with a shoulder strain. He'll be reevaluated in about two weeks, so we're hoping him the best. Uh, you know, and this guy is not exactly the superstar of the guys previously mentioned, but Matt Boyd hits the IL with left arm discomfort. And guys, let me finish this off here. Let's we're gonna have to talk about this for a second because Tyler Glass now is on the shelf with a partial UCL tear. Are you guys holding on to him if you roster him in leagues, or are you just gonna cut bait? Because it's it could be a sticky situation here on out. <laughs> that 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 that, that fun, I like it. But uh yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Because we don't, we don't. It could be long term, but we don't know yet. So I feel like if if I can, I I just hold him for now. I don't want to. I don't want to drop him. Then he comes back in like a month, you know, or something like that, and starts pitching again, pitching well again. So I'll definitely hold him if I if I have the space to do so. For sure. Um, I am cutting bait. I think. Um, and the reason is because it seems like, and this is kind of my takeaway from the past week so i won't dive too much into it yeah so save that because more on that but time. um i'm cutting bait so i'll leave it for the takeaway but i'm, I'm cutting bait for him for sure uh, why i would wait why i'm with micah here is because i kind of overreacted in the league with fernando tatis i didn't drop him uh but you know i moved him thinking that that shoulder thing would be a, a more lingering issue and the ball they hit today that i don't think has landed in colorado uh, just further proves me wrong. So I like to take my time with uh, things like this and, and really kind of weigh out injuries. Boys, we are, we're talking about injuries, and it's making me like I want to get a massage. And I know that sounds weird, but it's really just a fantastic segue into our ad read this week. High Heat Fantasy Baseball is brought to you by Exogun. Ever do a workout and feel like you need a massage right after? Well, get your massage without ever leaving your house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down. Exogun revives muscles, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster. 
and honestly live a little better. Take it wherever you go, work, the gym, the hiking trail, a ball game, and put the power of percussion massage treatment in your hands. It's portable, adjustable, and powerful. Exogun is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery. What is percussion therapy, you might be asking? I thought it had something to do with drums. I was, uh, I was a bit off. <laughs> percussion therapy boosts muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid, concentrated, pulsating strokes. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. If you're interested in this, if you need some uh, little, little massage after the gym or wherever you work out, you're in luck here. You go ahead, you go on the website, you get an Exogun and go type in uh, code CGS10 at checkout. That'll get you 10% off Exogun. And that's not just it. It'll also come with a charger and a carrying case. That's right, 10% off with promo code CGS10 at checkout. Get your Exogun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. Boys, a little bit weird there with our Exogun read, but we got through it. And I think it went pretty well. I'm going to do my own own here. Yeah, I think it went pretty well as well. You know, I might have to, uh, might have to go buy one real quick and use that promo know, code. Use that promo code. There you go. Maybe, maybe snap a picture of it and tweet it to us and you know, help the boys out. What? Do that? Why do that? I think you should do that. All right, moving on here to a segment we do on every show because we, you know, we got to let some things out every once in a while. So, Micah, what is your one big takeaway from this past week? Maybe this is, I'm a, this kind of feels like it's a happy in, in a lot more than just this week, but just you no know, general, uh, I don't know, just maybe overreactions to certain things. I don't know. I feel like every, because baseball, you know, it's, it's a marathon type thing. You really got to just take it slow. And I feel like yes. a lot of, last, you know, I don't know, because I, I guess we came off, you know, the short of the season. So we're in that type of mindset. But I mean, before that, it was everything was normal. So I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it, it should be too hard to switch back to the you know the normal mindset we should have. But yeah, it's, it's a marathon. You really got to just take things slow, not read too much into even the stretch of like three to four or five, even six. You know, bad starts because I mean, there's there's reasons for everything that's happening. So you really got to just understand why these things are happening, then react to why you know, and go from there. So yeah, just thought I guess that's what I've been seeing overall. Just in general. Yeah. Don't overreact because we're not even at the all-star break yet and things can change, you know, as bad as it starts, it can be double as good going forward. And that's how you get positive regression there. Kevin, what's your one biggest takeaway from this past week? It's gotta be this MLB coming down with this um, banning of sticky substances. I, I think, yeah, the 10 game was a 10 game suspension. If you're caught with it, um, and it leads right into the glass now and what he said post game. Mm-hmm. This is going to affect people. This is going to affect a lot of these younger pitchers that come up throwing 100 miles an hour. Um, he admitted that he uses something. He uses sunscreen and rosin, which seems like I, I think that's kind of a general consensus of more people than you think are using something along those lines. Um, and he went into kind of detail that, well, without it, everything's changing. I'm having a tighter grip on my base on the ball because I need a grip. And that's what I use the Rothen sunscreen for. After a couple starts, he goes down with his, whatever the UCL strain or whatever they called it. Um, 
this is going to affect pitching. Bottom line, I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Pitching yeah. is going to get lit up. There's, you're going to find these young guys like the Tyler Glass now who come up throwing 100 miles an hour, finding out there's a, there is a true meaning to knowing how to pitch and knowing how to throw. And I think and you're a saying lot the of the throwers guys, are going to be uh, in for a rude awakening with no, with no spider attack or even with no rosin sunscreen. Yeah, I, I think pitchers are going to get lit up. I think you'll see the veterans like the Adam Wainwrights of the world to go back to last week's conversation. Um, I think those type of guys will be okay because they've gone through kind of figuring out really how to adapt to when their arm shits the bed on them. Yeah. Um, but how does how does a Tyler Glass now? How does a Trevor Bauer? How does a Garrett Cole? How do these guys react? Hmm. Um, so that's kind of we'll see starting Monday for sure. Mm-hmm. Michael, what, what, are you panicking at all about pitching? If you got some aces, are you looking to sell it all? Like, what, what, where's your head at with this whole you know crackdown that's starting next Monday? I'm I'm right, I'm right in the situational type thing. So there are some guys that use it more, some guys that use it, use it less. You know what I mean? And there's some guys that use it less that succeed. And some guys that use it more, they succeed. So I feel the guys that don't use it less and don't really need it, say like the, uh, you know, the command control type guys that don't really need a lot of spin on their pitches. They rely on like just location and, uh, oh, my bad, like location and stuff like that. I think, uh, I don't know, I think they'll be the, like largely unaffected by any any of this because they barely use it in, in general. So I don't know. I don't know. Right. I feel like it's, it's really going to be like a situational type thing. So, I mean, you, you have seen, you know, guys like, uh, I say Cole, you know, those type of guys have bad starts after this already got announced. So, I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess, well, I guess, like you said, we'll see starting Monday if, you know, what's going to happen. But I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm this whole situation just feels kind of, I don't know. It's because it's weird. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. And it also feels like it's just the tip of the iceberg, which sucks. I hate that it's going mid season with it because, yeah. Yeah. you know, pitchers are going to change. And, and even a guy like Corbin Burns, his spin rates was his down on his cutter, but then he went out and threw, you know, 13 Ks, no walks, yeah. two starts yeah. ago. So who knows exactly how these guys will be affected? Yeah. I, I think I the, and those type of things, they're still major league pitchers. Like they still got to where they are mm-hmm. today because they know how to. Yeah. throw a baseball you know like there so these 13k games yeah they're still gonna happen because bottom line they're still that 0.1 percent of the best pitchers in yeah. the world right you know what i mean like so it's those outings are still gonna be there but it's you know every every dog has its day right so when you think of these aces of uh garrett coles trevor bowers glass now they're consistently doing 10 to 10 Ks. How oh, can big dogs, that right, happen? Right. Yeah, like that's what separates. What separates an ace from an average number three guy? Yeah. Well, how consistently dominate? Okay. Are you dominating four starts in a row? Or are you doing it one every five starts? Now you're just a mediocre number three pitcher. And yeah. I think that's where you're going to see the huge discrepancy. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be wild to see, you know, for sure. Uh, you know, there'll be people who overreact, like Micah said about his, you know, in his big take, and there'll be people who, uh, you know, are willing to ride it out. And it's kind of, we're all going to kind of have to go to school here and learn on exactly what will change in these first couple of weeks. But um, my big takeaway from last week, it's pretty much just, I'll make it quick. I am wholeheartedly regretting I have zero shares of Ladito this year, and he's just gone completely nuclear. 
He's barreling everything. He hits the ball as hard as everyone in the league, essentially. And what I like to see this year is chase rate is an 88th percentile of chase rate. He's just looking so comfortable at the plate. Absolutely hitting tanks. He's only 22 years old. And I don't know why I just didn't have more faith in him. I won't, I'll toot my own horn a little bit because I was on Matt Olson. I have rostered Matt Olson pretty much everywhere. So that was my first base target, and he's worked out. But, man, in, before the draft season started, I wasn't really going to be attacking Vladito at all, and I am regretting it. Micah, do you have uh, any any Vladito shares this year? Uh, no, I, I, I don't know why. I, right? I, it I sucks know. when you don't have it. Yeah. I, I, I just want I, one. I'm in, like, 10 leagues. I don't have one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't. Cause I mean, this, this is feels like one of those classic type things that just happened that sh- that you should have seen coming. You know what I mean? You should have like, seen like, coming. Like he was should've... the most hyped prospect of all time. And, and it's even, almost you know, too obvious. Yeah. 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 It was always like, too obvious. I and mean, like, I, I kind of did see it coming, but I don't know why I didn't. I don't know. I can, I, don't, I don't have an answer. It's weird. It's just like, oh, what? He did he lose all the baby fat that he had? Oh, what? Does he look like he's in phenomenal shape? Yeah, I've heard this story before. Stupid, so stupid. I should have said, yeah, yeah. let me get, let me just try it out one time. Right. Because now he looks like the best player in baseball. He looks like vintage Miguel Cabrera. Mm -hmm. All right. So that is our, now we got all three takeaways out of the way. Let's dive into the FBB market watch. We got five names here that we're just going to go into real quick give you some stats and tell you how we would handle them in our leagues. And maybe that helps you out in yours. First, we're going to start with Logan Gilbert, starting pitcher from the Seattle Mariners. His last start looked pretty good. Actually, matter of fact, his last two starts have been really good. He's only given up two earned runs. He has 13 Ks and that's good for a 10 per nine. That's, that's going to be elite there. That's what we were looking for. That's what he was doing in the minors. Uh, 27.7 K percentage his last two games. I like what I'm seeing. He's doing his change up more, not an overwhelming amount, but about 8% more, which is enough to be truly effective. So if I see him available in any of my leagues, I'm looking to pick up Logan Gilbert, especially if I lost, you know, a Shane Bieber or uh, maybe after tonight, Jacob deGrom, sadly. Kevin, what are you doing with yeah, Logan Gilbert? I, I, I think I'm, I'm just watching him for now. He's got the talent. He seems like he's throwing the ball pretty well. Again, I am very hesitant on pitching, period, especially for what we just talked about. This, I think, is a bigger impact game more than people think, and especially guys coming up. They're doing whatever they can to get up there. Um, So I'm watching him. I think he is legit. I don't think – I'm not going to say every minor league pitcher coming up is – going to be guilty of it but he's he's thrown the ball well I'm a little nervous of what two starts ago he had four walks three or four walks let's see how he does with mm-hmm. the command and I think that's where I'm kind of still on the fence if he goes out and throws the ball well again in his next start 100% go and grab him Michael what are you doing with Mr. Gilbert I'm 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 trying to grab him if you know, wherever I see him uh, available, I don't know. It's just, it's just, you know, you see the him getting better every start, and you see him getting better because he's using this, that change up more. And like for a lot of these pitchers, it's that change up that makes such mm-hmm. so much of a difference. And the thing is, though, he, it's not even a bad change up. It's like it's, it's arguably a plus pitch. You know, he's just kind of been get. He's trying to been you know establish his fastball, establish his command for his fastball, and he's kind of done that in a sense. You know, he's getting better at it. So now he's kind of bringing the curveball. 
then he'll slowly bring in the, the slider and, Kurt and uh, you know, the slider a little more and stuff like that. And then yeah. they have like, a, you know, one of those real four pitch arsenals that he can command well. So, I mean, I feel like he has like a game plan here and he's just kind of like executing it. And I think that, you know, you want to be, be there before he has his like, I don't know, seven innings pitch, eight stri- strikeout start. Then he's like, all right, okay, yeah, we got to get him. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think he's definitely a guy I want to grab right now. Yeah, and he's got he's home against Tampa this weekend. That could be that start. Yeah, Tampa throws one of those lineups that's kind of like a mix of a four A type of guy. You know, you know, you know how the Rays kind of do it every once in a while when they throw a lineup out there where three guys are, you know, iffy, and he could go out there and absolutely dominate, uh, and and then you kind of lose out on him. So you know, uh, proceed with caution with him because he's a high end prospect who's expected to dominate. Was doing so in Triple A, but as we've seen. Throughout the last two years, you know, prospects getting called up have had a rough go at the start. But like you said, Micah, he's getting better. So uh, I like what I'm seeing. Let's move on to infielder, outfielder, extraordinaire, Ahmad Rosario, Cleveland baseball team. Kevin, what are you doing with Ahmed Rosario? I'm adding him. I, I'm not an Indian fan per se but for whatever reason this guy's always just been consistently there like he's constantly giving you production no matter where you looked um the dual eligibility dual position another key yes thing we talk about it every single week it seems like the shortstop outfield eligibility eligibility words are hard for me today i don't know what is going on the words are hard bad words yeah. <laughs> Don't do that to my friend Kevin. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like him a lot. I like this dude a lot. I think you should 100% if you haven't um, haven't picked him up yet, go and try. I know he's only rostered in 40%, 48% on ESPN mm-hmm. right now, so it is skyrocketing. Um, he's legit, man. I think this dude's a legit player that finally kind of getting outside of that Francisco Lindor shadow yeah. and um, he was starting to wake up and see that he's he's a top top tier player for sure. Micah, Ahmad Rosario, what are you doing with him in your leagues? I agree. I agree with Kevin. I'm, I'm adding him. I, I like the speed. I like, I, I read somewhere about some play discipline uh, metrics that looked like he was you know, like make, being more, uh, I don't know what it was, but it was positive. It was good news. Yeah. So, I mean, so I'm like, yeah, if you make, you know, if making these these changes to your play discipline and you see the improvements, yeah, and you have a speed, yeah. I mean, this is a guy that can hit for average and have, like, you know, possibly yes. double-digit double steals and maybe some, you know, home runs. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a guy that I'm trying to grab right now. Yeah, he's worth adding in all leagues because, you know, in a points league, he's a dreamboat because he just – Gets hit, gets on base, scores runs. And then, you know, categories leagues, he's had seven stolen bags, I think, in since May. Mm. Uh, you know, he's a guy you want to get. I am, too, looking to add Ahmad Rosario anywhere that I can. Uh, he's actually under 20% K rate since May. Uh, that's kind of been his the, the jumping off point for him. You know, uh, March, April wasn't the best. Once May came around, he really took off. And ever since then, 133 WRC plus since May 1st. So, my Rosario, you know, you're looking good, man. And I like that shortstop outfield eligibility. That's mm-hmm. pretty rare in fantasy nowadays. There's only a handful of guys who are able to pull that off. So, I am adding them as well. Uh, let's move on. Let's move out west. Side note here. This is not in the show notes. Did you guys see the Arizona Dimeback City uniforms? I don't think so. 
don't think. Uh, maybe I did. I, what? Maybe I did. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. Did I? What? You guys have not <laughs> seen these? These things are absolutely. They're fire flames. They're incredible. They're the serpentines. They're the cream color. Oh my god! I, if I was, if I didn't love this show so much, I would hit pause and make you guys go look at it right now. That's how cool. I'm looking are. at. I'm. I'm looking at them right now. I'm gonna Google search them right now. Hold on. All right. All right. Well, um, while you do so, we're going to go ahead and talk about one of their players. We're going to talk about their first baseman, Christian Walker. Micah, how are you thinking about uh, Mr. Walker? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, his, his entire season has been, like, plagued by these – I think it was, was it a right oblique injury, I believe it was, that he had the same injury twice. So, I mean, he's yeah. just kind he of – He got hit in the eye. He had that crazy eye injury. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I forgot, I, I, yeah so, I mean, I don't know. It's just – He's he's been he's been you know he's been hurt a lot. You know, yes. Been, he, has, he hasn't been himself, I guess you can say in short. So I mean, he's slowly getting back to that point, you know, and he has you know the ability to hit for his extra base hits. He's we've seen in the past, you know, 2019 those type of seasons. So I mean, you didn't really pay a lot to get him in the draft most likely, but I mean, this is a guy that could you know hit for a solid average, you know, and hit for a solid pop going forward. Uh, recently, he started swinging the zone a lot more. That's good because you want to, you know, mm-hmm. swing the zone to get these extra base hits, his uh, quality contacts up. You know, I, I believe since from May 20, 29th to, I forget it was June 11th something, he had a, a 45% something hard hit rate, which is yes. you know, really good. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, this is, this is definitely a guy. And I believe the next couple of days he had a couple, you know, he had a double hit, a two hit game yesterday, I believe it was. So, I mean, you see mm-hmm. like these changes in his plate met- metrics, and a couple of days later, you see, you know, him continuing to hit the ball. So, you're like, yeah, this this is this makes sense. So, I mean, definitely a guy that if you need some uh, corner infield help, you know, definitely pick him up and see what happens. Yeah, look, his hard hit rate is down. Um, some of his metrics are, are not as, as strong as they were in years past. But uh, if I roster him, I'm holding. And if he's in free agency, I'm just going to keep an eye on him. I'm not quite there to pick him up. But the expected metrics look good. They, they're actually better than what he's doing. And, you know, a little bit of off the, uh, you know, off the website here, what if he gets traded? You know, the trade deadline's coming. They're not a contender. They may be looking to sell certain players. If he gets traded a contender and he's over there batting fifth, you know, playing first base for, like, you know, a way better lineup. Uh, that could just only help his numbers. A, a Steve Pierce comes to mind from a few years ago on the Red Sox. When he went there, you know, he wasn't really a fantasy player. And then all of a sudden he caught fire on the Red Sox and he kept going. So I, I'm keeping an eye on him. But if I roster him right now, I'm not dropping him. I'm looking to hold. Kevin, thoughts on Mr. Christian Walker? Ah, uh, man, I dropped him about a month ago. So I'm going to stay consistent with, <laughs> with what I did a month ago. Hey, you know, I'm I'm, okay. I'm dropping them. I'm dropping them or selling them, whatever you want to look at it as. Um, yeah, I know the metrics are up, um, but you know, I'm I'm uh, for whatever that's whatever the saying is. Um, yeah, I, he doesn't pass the eye test for me. Um, I'm not first base DH. I'm looking for more power out of him. Yeah. Power numbers are down. Um, and then the flip side of it is okay if your power numbers are down, you got to hit for average. It's only hitting like 211 right now for me, just not there for me. 100% he could catch fire, Steve Pierce X esque, um, type of outbreak if he gets traded, but you can't, you can't bank on that, you know. So, yeah, and I think me, I might have just put a little bit of a lofty label on that because yeah. he did yeah, catch did. crazy fire yeah. so i might yeah. have done him a disservice and everyone who's kind of 
thinking about him. But either way, he's a good player. And, and to your point, Kevin, you know, 110 ISO is not what you want to see out of Walker, but that's far below most projection systems. So I could see that spiking up in the next few days. And, and like Michael said earlier, he's, he's hit in the last few days. So that's, you know, encouraging signs right there. So, yeah, um, I mean, but even, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So let's, let's slow down here a little bit, I think. And, <laughs> Whoa, both you know, breaks. Whoa, you're guys, both breaks. You're hitting 211 for a reason, right? You're hitting 211 for a reason, man. So um, don't go any crazy yet. Oh, I smell maybe a board bed or something with you about Christian Walker, but we'll talk about that later. All right, moving on to someone I'm actually very intrigued by. A left-handed pitcher just recently went into the starting rotation for the Texas Rangers. I'm talking about Kobe Allard. We're talking about a first-round 14th overall draft selection in 2015. He's only 23, and, you know, his pitches are looking – a lot better than they were, uh, especially that cutter. And he's he's locating it. And his last start against the Dodgers went five strong. He did have to go 91 pitches to get through five, so he's still going to be working on his efficiencies. But that's as to be expected for a 23-year-old. And given all the injuries, given how kind of scarce the, the starting pitcher market has been in this season so far, uh, I have him on my watch list, but I really am tempted to add Kobe Allard. Micah, anything you want to talk about when it comes to Mr. Allard? Yeah, I mean, I I forget. Yeah, it was it's his curveball that uh, he he's he's commanded a lot better this year. I saw his, his pitch chart like it's a it's the command spot on. He's in the same spot yes. consistently, and and I mean that's what you want to see with with the guy you know the young guy. You want to see a guy you know get better with his command of certain pitches, and I mean he's had a couple of good starts the road i mean i think that's definitely a result of having you know a strong better command like you said better uh use of the command of the cutter using it better locating it better so i mean i don't know I, this is a guy that it's not going to blow you out the water with his, with his results but he'll definitely he could be like a service serviceable type you know uh piece of you know death for you yeah he's definitely and, and you know he's got spark eligibility so in points leagues you know that's going to matter that could yeah. come into play um you know he's got the, the twins this weekend, I think that's a big test. You know, they got some big time hitting right handing hitters, you know, Donaldson, Nelson Cruz, just a couple that come to mind. So if he can look good in that outing, I mean, he looked against the Dodgers and I thought he was going to get shelled against the Dodgers. And I thought that was it. I thought he was going to turn right back into a pumpkin, but looks like the Cinderella story is continuing. Kevin, mm-hmm. what you doing with Mr. Allard? Yeah, Mr. I'm McCullers, I should say. Mr. McCullers, what are you doing with Mr. Allard? <laughs> I'm adding him. I think he's, I think he's legit, and you just touched on it. Uh, the Dodgers game, I was kind of watching to see what happens, and I did fully expect him to get lit up a little bit, and he held his own. You know, and again, nothing – he's not going to blow you out of the water, but he's going to get the job done. He's going to find ways to get you out. Um, the 96 pitches or whatever to get through five innings is tough, but I think that comes with – him his style of pitching where he's not going to blow it by he's not going to get the 10 plus k's every other outing um you know he's more of a pitch to contact kind of nibbling at the corners type of guy um but i like him i think he's a serviceable guy that's definitely going to help you in that kind of bridge period between your two two or three stud starting pitchers for sure. And, and is, he should get reps in Texas. You know, they really have nothing to oh, lose yeah. out there. So oh. they're going to see what they have in Allard. So I imagine now that he's a starter, they're going to keep letting him go out there and, 
improve himself one way or another. So that's just something I'd like to see. Uh, and another thing I would like to see out of him is that Blake Snell blueprint. Fastballs up, curveballs down. I think he could, you know, start getting a little bit more case because his K metrics are not anything to ride home about so far in his three starts. Uh, but, you know, improvements going in the right direction. Trends are trying to pick up early. Uh, seems like we're again, we're all pretty much lockstep on everyone here tonight. Can we get a little bit of argument here? No, actually, we're okay with that. We we got some we got some stuff later on in the show to uh, to invoke some some kind some good discussion. Last guy on the FBB market watch list, middle infielder Brandon Rogers, former number three overall draft selection. Man, I thought this kid was going to be a stud by age twenty four. He has yet to really get going. Uh, but things have looked better this year. Micah, what's your thoughts on Brendan Rodgers? I mean, I, I like it. I, he has that, you know, that raw power that she want, that fast, you know, quick bat speed. Mm-hmm. You know, he might strike out a little, little more than you want. But, I mean, I think it's down this year. I think he actually has a career low, quote-unquote career low, because, I mean, he's only had yep. 150 career at best. Like that. But, yeah, he's, 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 you know, striking out less. He's, you know, just looking more comfortable. You know, in the past – he kind of had a long break between at bats, you know. So people kind of overlooked, you know, the prospect that he was and why he was so hyped in the first place. But yeah, I mean, at this point, he has he has a playing time now. He has a little more. He's a little more comfortable with the MLB, with the you know the whole atmosphere. So I think at this point, he's definitely a guy that could give you power with a solid average. He said that he wanted to, to steal more in all season. I don't know if he's going to go down that route, but definitely definitely a power guy that and, and a guy that can hit for solid average as well. Yeah, maybe just the playing time and the company, you know, as he gets more comfortable, they'll let him steal. He has yet to steal a bag, but he's actually yet to attempt either. So, I mean, he has, and, and steals always come in uh, bunches. Actually, does he have a steal? Let me look this up. No. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see what he goes. But I, one thing I do, or I should say, the main thing that I like about Brandon Rogers is you alluded to it K percentage is at 20.3, way better. He was in the 30s last time he hit the bigs. And that's just something you can't have out of a young guy trying to get at bats. And he's got a one-on-one WRC plus, so right above league average. And yet he's really yet to catch fire, but he's due, he has three home runs, 12 RBIs. So uh, he's on my watch list. And if, I, if I'm if i desperate for middle infield help, I'll go ahead and add right away and not worry about it because love the home ballpark, love the opportunity. So Brendan Rodgers could definitely be someone who helps uh, my team and maybe your team as we keep going. Kevin, you don't look like Brendan Rodgers, but do you have any thoughts on him? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm adding him, and I'm adding him to just kind of keep on my bench for a little while until Trevor Story gets shipped out of town. Once once Story gets moved, I think Rogers is going to consistently be in starting, good, bad, and ugly. The Rockies are going to really hope this kid takes off and does hit that you know the ceiling. They all know he can with the, such a high draft pick. So I think Trevor Story gets shipped out of town at the deadline and that opens the door for a second half of the year burst from Rogers. So I think you're going to be a big, uh, big ad if you can get him now before that really happens. No question about that. So that is going to wrap up our FBB market watch section. Now let's move on to one of my favorite things that we do on the show. If I may, Say so myself, the FBB pitch meeting, basically fantasy shark tank, but we don't want a cease and desist from ABC, AKA Disney. We don't have the lawyers to necessarily go up against a Titan of that magnitude 
for, uh, you know, calling a shark tank. So we're going to call it the pitch meeting. And basically what that is, if you're new to the show, we all have a take that we're going to sell to the other two. And while the other two are listening, they're going to form their own opinion. And they're basically going to tell us if they want to invest with a certain percentage of confidence or not, or maybe they just want to get on out of there. Guys, does, it, does anyone want to go first? Who wants to go first? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. You want me to go first? All right, so you guys are going to play as the as the uh, the sharks, if you will, and I will approach and I will try to sell you on something here. So let me go ahead and start now. I believe Jesse Winker will finish 2021 season as a top eight outfielder in points leagues. So let's go back, shall we, to 2020. Mr. Jesse Winker makes a swing change that goes pretty under the radar. Because if you can remember correctly, there was a few things in the headlines in 2020. He went on to have a very good 60-game sample. He only batted 255. But he finished the year with a 289 ISO and a 146 WRC+, hitting 12 home runs. I think that was a pace for just around 30 or so, just shy of 30 home runs. Well, he didn't leave it in 2020. He came to 2021 and improved upon that. His walk rate is down a little bit, but so is his K rate. His K rate's about 8%, so he's feeling a lot more comfortable at the place betting 344. He's already hit 17 round trippers. Currently has a 183 WRC+, plus, which is good for second in the major league right now. He's also cut down his swinging strike rate. Again, this guy's feeling comfortable at the plate. I love his ballpark, and he's in a solid lineup. Now, right now, as we speak, he is amongst number he, – he, in some points leagues, he's number one. So I'm baking in a little aggression here because his BABIP, his BABIP is a tad high at 367. I don't think it's otherworldly. It's not you know hovering 400, so I don't think the regression will be too hard. But with all the things I just said, that's why I believe Jesse Winker will be the a top eight outfielder by the end of the season. Micah, would you like to invest? You know, it's funny because I think I think he'll be higher. <laughs> so I agree. Oh, come on aboard, <laughs> baby! <laughs> Give me, let's get it. <laughs> I like. I, I think this guy's a stun, man. Like, uh, my goodness. Like, this, this is squad thing and seeing how he's progressed over the last couple of years. Now he's at this point where he's just, like, so comfortable with his own. Like, you see him at, you see at bats where, like, he gets to pitch, like, a couple inches near near his body. He's just fouling them off. Like, he's yes. in contact with everything. Everything. <laughs> like, the back control is ridiculous. I mean, he's, he's at another, another like, a, he, as you said, he, I think he will, you know, his bad, bad average will come down a little bit more. You know, he won't, he won't hit this, you know, this high all season long. Mm. But, yeah. I think it's possible given the power, given his you know raw ability. I think he could be like a top top eight. We'll say a top top eight outfielder in points league. So I, I agree. So you're gonna come on. So you're coming on. So I got an, I got at least one shark to invest heavily in this. Kevin, you gonna join the team or what? Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm on board. I think I'll invest um, again. And you. You made a strong pitch, and what really sold me was the um, the swing and miss being down. Um, that obviously we all know he has power. The power hasn't been, you know, that's not a surprise to anyone. What was my concern, at least coming into this year, was the swing and miss stuff. Like, does how often is he swinging and missing? And that's down. So that shows he's making contact. 
putting the ball in play. Um, like Michael said, even with pitches that are jamming him, he's still finding ways to get his hands inside the baseball and follow it off. Um, you know, so mix that in with having a lot of power. Eventually the ball is <laughs> just going to keep jumping out of the ballpark, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm on board. I think you got you're on the right track for sure. All right, so it looks like I walked into the board meeting and walked with the two <laughs> fantasy baseball sharks. Go me. Who wants to take the next shot at it? Okay, oh, man. Go. Yeah, go ahead. Like, you're going to go? All right, <laughs> good. I get to be a shark. I'll go with my guy. I'll go, I'll, go with, I'll go with Trevor Rogers will finish as a top 20 starting pitcher this year. And at this point, this might come not can come off as as bold as it would have like a month or a few weeks ago, but I still think you know some people are like maybe, but I mean I, I'm I'm getting more confident at, at this point. I mean he's consistently going six seven innings, you know using that uh, change up slider um, fastball combination that he can command well, and that's the biggest thing because his fastball sits what mid upper nineties at times. So I mean he has a nice fastball, good movement on his pitches, good command. He's a lefty. He has that deceptive type delivery that, you know, kind of hides the ball and don't really know what's coming to last minute. So, I mean, you think that fastball's coming and last minute, you know, drops off like a few inches with that changeup. So, I mean, he's hard to pick up. Then that's what probably allows him to go, you know, consistently six, seven innings because, you know, he's consistently, you know, uh, fooling guys. So, I mean, yeah, I think at this point, he'll definitely be a top 20 guy. Next year, he'll be going top 100 in uh, fantasy leagues in 2022. Kevin, do you want to start it off or shall I? Take the wheel, Matty. Take the wheel. All right. This is with the part where I lean up with my little notebook, put my glasses up, you know what I mean? Getting ready to get my spiel. So I like what you're selling here. I like me some Trevor Rogers. So I'm going to go ahead and buy. I'm going to buy with 45% confidence. And the only reason why I'm not going above 50 is the bad bibs a tad low and the strand rate at 82.1%. Is a slight red flag, not enough that I think you should sell or anything like that. Trevor Rogers uh, is very good this year. Uh, you touched upon his fastball. His fastball sits right around 95. And from the left side, that's essentially a fireball. Mm. I like what I'm seeing in Trevor Rogers. So I, I, I'm, I don't know if he'll be 20 per se, but he will be close enough that I do want to buy in at 45%. Yeah, I'm I'm buying in a lot more than that. I'm I'm very close to you know ninety-five. I'm I'll buy in ninety-five percent. Miami has a way of developing pitchers. Like I, I don't understand what is going on down there, but they find a way to just get studs going. Um I'm I'm in. I think he's legit. Um I don't think this year's a fluke by any means. I think this is he's finally bursting onto the scene and hitting his stride and who he will be for the majority of his career. Um, so buying in, I'm on board. So Mike, it looks like you definitely That's walked it. away with a shark here on this pitch meeting. And yeah, Trevor Rogers looks good. I mean, his ex-fip at 3.38 is every, if you would have told me that at the beginning of the season, I would have said, I will take that. And he came at tremendous value come draft season. He started to creep up. He did have some helium that, you know, caught, caught waves towards the end, but not enough that, you know, that value, that return on investment is going to be tremendous for your fantasy team. Kevin, the floor is yours, man. Blow us away with a pitch. Yeah. I mean, so I changed this mid mid show. I had, I had to take (laughs) 
They call that a curveball in the podcast biz. Yeah, I I changed it mid-show because it just kind of came to me of what's going down from my biggest takeaway to everything happening in the MLB. Trevor Bauer will fall out of a top 20 fantasy pitcher by the end of the year. He will fall and. (laughs) <laughs> it is hot. It's, Cue like the fireworks that, in the show. That's, 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 that's spicy. That's yeah. Spicy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think he's going to be facing more than one suspension. That's why I think mm. he falls. He's 100% going to get one. That's two starts. 10 games, two starts. He's done. I think another comes along. So now you're talking four starts. He's missing. Now all of a sudden, you're you're dropping down big time. Um, there's some legit arms in this league, obviously, as you guys know. He he gets hit around a little bit. Um, you know, I like I like Trevor Bauer. I like the attitude he brings. I like how he kind of calls out the MLB on their BS, as more players should do. And the reason I'm going this far, he got lit up by Texas. And again, you look at the stats, you're like, it doesn't even look that bad. But if you allow four runs to Texas, in my mind, and you're supposed to be a top 10 pitcher in the league, you got lit up. That's that's a bad outing to you. You don't want to buy in on that, fine. You can buy in on the three against Atlanta, three against Houston, uh, St. Louis. I just think uh, Trevor Bauer is working himself into a sticky situation, and I don't know if he – is fully going to know how to adapt to it. So Trevor Bauer is falling out of the top twenty. Micah, do you want to take the? Do you want to take the first? I need a second here. Cause, cause, That's I a doozy. Because hmm. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Because I mean, I don't. I don't know. I guess nobody really knows just how much sticky substance Bauer has been using. I guess he has been using some because it's been raised rules recently in the last couple of years. So, I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. But I'm on the fence. Um, I think it's – I think – I'll say this. I think if he does get suspended, I think it's definitely possible that he, that naturally he doesn't finish, uh, you know, inside top 20 because he won't, you know, get as many innings as, as other guys. But before if he, if he plays the rest of the season, you know, just, you know, no injuries, nothing like – no uh, suspensions, nothing like that. I I do think he'll be uh, top twenty at least top twenty uh, starting pitcher. So Kevin, when you first brought it up, you, when I heard what you were going to pitch, I was about to just interrupt you right there and say, "Listen, son, I, I like what you're saying, but I'm out." But then you <laughs> kept talking, and I started looking into some of the numbers, and I did see a noticeable drop in not his breaking pitches, but his fastballs. His cutter has dropped off about two hundred RPMs since the beginning of June and the fastball is pretty much along the same lines, about 200 RPMs. And Eno Saris on one of the rates and barrels he recently released said that a 75 to hundred RPM, uh, it, it's an, it's at least one standard deviation and it's worth taking note. So 200 is noticeable. Um, another thing that I could see coming into play here is in the memo, they mentioned that, suspensions will be paid and Trevor Bauer just made a ton of money and has seemingly shown that's what he is in it for is making a ton of money. 
So maybe he doesn't care as much about those suspensions as I would think he would. Now he's on a contender, so I don't think he would mess with the playoffs, but regular season, the dog that they, they, you know, we use the term Dodger for a reason. It's usually with fake IL stints. Maybe some suspensions will do the same thing. I don't know. Pure speculation. I'm not going to buy in a tremendous amount, but I will buy in at 15%. And it sounds like that might be higher than Micah. So if you want to take my offer, go ahead and take it. I, I see him in that, that, that 10, that 10, 15% range. Uh, I'd say, I'd say I put five, five to 15% range. That, 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 that range right there. So there. what do you say? We combine our offers and go in on this together, Micah. They do this on, on Shark Tank the show. Let's do it in the, for the first time in podcast history. Why don't we join forces and we both walk out of here investing in, in Bauer a little bit of being out of the top 20. Less risk, less risk. I, I'm, I'm down for it. What? Boom. That is, that's <laughs> history right there, everybody. That is history. Uh, do you guys have any more that you want to bring up to the board? On our guys or just in general? No, do you have any more pitches that you'd like to make? Uh, no. I, if you guys I, don't, that's I, I cool. Don't. I have one more if you'll indulge me. We'll call yeah, it a yeah, I got a hot, I got, I got do, another hot take. I, and I, I've been waiting for this move to happen. And it won't. I know, and just They won't do it because they paid the dude. But. Blake Trine is going to take over the closing role in L.A. before the year's over. I think Henley Jansen is just plateauing, really. I think he's kind of – I don't know what it is, but the walks are up, um, or at least so it seems. I, again, not to say Kenley Jansen's not elite, because I do think he's a stud pitcher, but he set himself on this pedestal of, like, top closer in the game-esque type of guy. And I think he's fallen from that. And I think that opens the door for the Blake Trident to kind of step in and be like, oh, okay, let me just take over real quick here. So I think Blake Trident by the end of the year takes over the closing duties. I'll make this short. I'll make this sweet. I'm out. I was a little <laughs> bit in on this at the beginning of the year. I thought Blake Trident had a chance. Kenley Jansen has come in with a 1.63 ERA, 16 saves already, and his metrics back up to production. So for those reasons, Kevin, <laughs> I'm out, baby. All right, man. You're lost. You're lost, dude. Remember when you didn't believe me about the Giants? Just want to throw that out there. I don't talk about my losses. <laughs> you know, it is weird how that walk rate is up so high. I don't know what's up with that. It's weird. His, his walk rate is at like a – Career high and his K rates at like almost a career low. Yeah, I got and, and that's but why. I mean, and... go ahead, Mike. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't oh. know. I, I feel because, I... but all right, <laughs> I'm, 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 like thinking, I'm, 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 I'm like I'm like thinking while I'm talking at the same time, at the same time. But all right, so like, I think that it is possible that training does see opportunities. I don't know if he becomes the guy type time, because I mean, that Kenny Jensen is, you know, he has that experience. He has that, you know, that he, he's been getting the job done. He has a lot of soft contact, even if he does, you know, walk a lot of guys. So, I mean, I think that we could see a situation which training gets some saves down the stretch. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised by it. So it sounds like you're, you're still hovering in that 10, 15%. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm expecting it at the same time. Oh, well, see, there is a deal on the table there for you, Kevin. 
Oh, uh, yeah, I'll take it. I mean, <laughs> um, I'll take anything I can get at this point. These these are both very hot cakes and tough selves. So, um, yeah, let's let's ride this one out and um, come August September, we'll rub it in Maddie's face when it becomes reality. Hey, what you? <laughs> Well, I don't like the I don't like what you just said. I liked everything you were saying up until that last thing you just said. That's fine. I got all right. So let me approach. I got one last pitch. Starting pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, Eduardo Rodriguez is the single best buy low starting pitcher candidate on the market today. Now let me go ahead and talk firstly about the things I don't like. He's in. He's below league average in whiff percentage, and he's right around league average in battle percentage. He's getting hit quite hard, and it honestly looks like he's missing over the plate more often than he has in the past. The reason why I'm optimistic, though, is his expected stats are insane. He has an ERA 6.21. His xERA is 3.49, and his Sierra right now is at a career best 3.54. So despite his recent issues, it seems like it are, they are things he can work on. I, I think I, from watching it, I get a different vibe than when I look at the, 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 the metrics. But I think it's a sequencing issue, and I think it's a location issue. And if you fix those two things, which both are very fixable in season, I think we could start seeing those X stats play out a lot more than the production stats do. He has a strand rate of 62%, which is super low. He also has a BABIP right now against him of 380, super high. Two indicators that there is better road, roads ahead. He had a, an 8K game against the, the Atlanta Braves just the other night. He's going. He's already down to less than 50% roster, so you might even be able to pick him up. But if you're in a deep league and looking for starting pitcher, I think Eduardo Rodriguez is the best by low candidate right now. Who's with me, Sharks? Who wants to buy in? I think I think that qualifies for like a what you call it a, a golden call because I agree one hundred percent. I think it's just for what even that last point, the fact that you could pick this guy up in some leagues, you know, and yes, because I mean, yeah, you look at the stats and he's he's the bab is too high, you know, that Trevor's too too low. It doesn't make, they're off they're, they're outliers at this point for his career norms. So I mean. It could, like you said, it could be a sequencing issue or location issue. But yeah, I, I, I believe, you know, I believe the metrics. I, I think this is definitely a guy that you could get for free, and he could help you down the stretch. Oh, there's one, Kevin. What you got for me? <laughs> it's gonna be tough to beat, though. Hundred percent. I'm all in. I, I'm not going all in on this. There is a possibility, you know. I, I agree. I think he's going through a rough stretch, but I'm. I don't know if he fixes it, man. You know, it's, I really don't know if he figures this out. Um, if you're picking him up, if you have the ability to pick him up, yeah, why not? Because mm-hmm. he he falls in line with anyone else, you know, any of the other guys we talked about, you know, the Logan Gilberts of the world or the um, Kobe Allard. Yeah, why not? Why not take a chance on these guys? Erod shown uh, success in the past, even as early as earlier this year. But I just, I don't know. I don't see it. I'm, I'll buy in with the 10, 15 range. 
you know, it's possible. So let me stop you right there. Micah, let's do this deal. (laughs) 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 All right. Yeah, I mean, is he free? Like, Like, is he? Are we picking Erod up or are we like trading him? Like, what do we, I guess both? I actually just pick? traded for him in the league, and I'll tell you what it sounds like in a second. But, Mike, it sounded like you had something you wanted to say. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. It's been insanely unlucky. It's like really, like really super unlucky. He has crazy like unlucky. High, yeah, career high struck out minus walk rate, like career high. Yeah. And, he, and then he has like a eight something, six something ERA. That's why. I mean, yeah, he's been really unlucky. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, if, if the trade, if like, if it's like a good trade where I can get him for like, I don't know, some guy that's overperforming right now, like, I don't know, I can't think of somebody, but if it's one of those guys that's going to regress in the future, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it for sure. And let me just read off his last, you know, the, the games he started dating back all the way to mid-May. He just pitched, like I said, against the Braves before that was the Astros, the Yankees, the Astros again, the Phillies, the Blue Jays, and the Athletics. So it's some good offenses he's been facing off against. So, you know, with some seemingly better days ahead, uh, I, 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 I'm looking to buy in. And let me throw this trade out here, a little, a little bonus grade the trade segment. I just made a trade to acquire Eduardo Rodriguez. I sent out James Caprillion, and I received Eduardo Rodriguez and Carlos Carrasco that I am able to stash oh. on my IL. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Goodness. Are you guys buying in? Yeah, that's, that's an A plus trade. Oh. Yeah, for the for the other guy, the guy who's getting. Go oh, for me. For not for you. Yeah, okay, yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah for, for you. Because I mean, that James Cap. I mean, I like him. I like him a little bit, but I mean, he's like a feels like a prime to sell high guy right now, and you just, you just sold him high well. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> that was that was good. That's a good trade. That was yeah yeah that's. I went to like look it up and like compare numbers and then he threw Carrasco and like, oh my god. All right. Well, yeah. I, I will say though, Carrasco has been such a strange case. He hurt his hamstring. He was supposed to come back right away. Then it was it kept getting pushed back. He just got placement with pl- pl- plasma and enrichment, whatever, PRP <laughs> injection. So I don't know. But I am yeah. glad that you said that guys. It makes me feel happy. Thank you, boys. Yeah, I mean, even that's if the type of trade you make, you know, that's a good trade to make. Take this yeah. because if you get both of those guys, like if you get Erod and Carrasco hot for like a month, where they both are rattling off like three or four solid starts, you just you won five matchups right there, four matchups right there. You know, like mm-hmm. that's that's a trade a trade you 100% make just because of the huge upside. Well, thank you, boys. You just know how to make a gentleman feel all warm inside. Have to make it a trade. I did just note something. I don't know if, it's, if it matters much, but I mean, his uh, fastball velocity is down. I think it's at a career low mark. It's at a career low mark, but only about 0.3 miles per hour. Yeah, it's, it's not by much. It's not I mean, by a ton. And he didn't pitch in 2020, which could go both ways. It's kind of an unknown whether yeah. that would, you know, lead to believe he's hitting a wall right now or if he's going to be building stamina. We don't really know how that absent year will play out. So yeah. another kind of uh, iffy marker. But, you know, from what I'm looking at his metric, I just felt like he was a guy I wanted to buy into. Micah, do you have any more pitches you want to throw out there before we wrap up tonight? Hmm. I don't think so, but I, if I came, I would. I should have came more prepared. But yeah, I don't, I don't I, say I, that. I don't you came perfectly prepared. You were great. You, you did a great job tonight. But you, 
You know what you did just do? You just made it so you're going to have to come on again. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm down, bro. Deal. So, all right, that's how we do it, you know. We do our own little pitch meetings. We pitch Mike on coming on again. Hopefully it works out. He comes on again. <laughs> all right, so that's actually going to be tonight's show. Wraps up everything we got for you fine folks. Any last thoughts from either one of you before we go ahead and say goodnight? Um, guys in your leagues, just continue to be patient. Like, I don't know why. I, I feel like I feel like I, I don't know. I keep saying this over and over again, but it's so important because I mean, I feel like say say because I I saw stories of, of like you know Luis Castillo being dropped in leagues like a month ago, yep. and, or even even other guys like I mean I don't know just guys that could contribute being dropped or being so low. I mean just. I don't know. Just don't, don't don't make any decisions about a player that you invested highly in during the draft or via trade or whatever you did to acquire him, unless you know for sure that he'll not he won't, he won't turn around that type of thing. Right, Kevin. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Mike. I mean, we've been saying this all along. It's been a weird start to the year with a lot of these superstars, where they wind up on the IL or they just aren't getting out of the gate hot and um, slow, slow down. It's a long season. We're not even halfway mm-hmm. through it yet. Um, there's a reason these superstars are superstars for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're, they're there and have that title for a reason. So calm down. Don't worry. The second half of the year, they'll figure it back out, and you'll be so happy you didn't get rid of them. Sounds like both you guys are preaching preaching patience, and I think that is mm-hmm. a great thing to do in uh, you know a fantasy season like baseball that's so long and and so enduring, and you just got to make sure you just stick to your game plans. Because remember, the draft was still only three months ago. You know, it's not enough time to really throw out all these all the research you did that go into draft season, all the moves you made. Still, stick to some of those game plans. Not all of them, but you know which ones. Which, uh, Micah, you're the man. Thank you so much. For taking some time to come on high heat. And like I said a few minutes ago, I would love for you to come on again this summer if you ever have the chance. Yeah, bro. I'm I'm down. Definitely. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to have me on. Definitely uh willing to come back on again when you have me. And make sure you check him out on Twitter. He's uh at fantasy central one. Uh Micah, anywhere else on socials you want to tell the fine folks listening where they can find you and uh where else they can find your work? Yeah, you can find me on um, newlifefantasy.com, uh, rotorings.com. I'm gearing towards the mindset of using some some of the websites I write for is, like only for uh, fantasy football. So I'm trying to keep some for baseball, some for football, that type of thing. But yeah, definitely catch me my work on there. Also on um, uh, fantrax.com and um, mbtedge.com. So yeah, definitely um, look out for my weekly uh, points league column that'll be coming on coming out at mbt.com and. For fan tracks, I'll have this type of uh, player trends type series that I'm still working on that should be out uh, on a regular basis. So, yeah, look out for those things. Definitely going to check that out. You know, the points league stuff that you've been doing for NV Sports is fantastic. And the trend stuff, you know, I love the market watch type stuff. I like mm-hmm. trying to pick those things out. So that's an article that I eat up when it comes out. And you can always find Kevin's stuff on, on it's couchguysports.com. He does good articles that come out uh, weekly, right, Kev? Yeah, we'll mostly be probably Thursday and uh, Saturdays. Definitely not going to want to miss that. And like I said at the top of the show, make sure on Twitter, you go ahead and check out Micah's notes every night. It's a, a good Twitter thread of just information and stats and metrics that, you know, you can have in your back pocket that your league mates just might not have. 
Follow me on Twitter at Matty Kiwoom. Follow Kevin on Twitter at Perdios95. And follow the show's Twitter handle at High Heat FBB. Every morning when the market opens, you can find that FBB Market Watch thread on mine or the High Heat Fantasy Baseball's Twitter handles. CouchGuysports.com is where you can get basically everything that is CGS related, including mine and Kevin's articles. Make sure to follow and subscribe to Couch Guys Sports Twitch channel and subscribe to our YouTube channel while you're at it because that's where you can get all the access to videos of some of our podcasts and any Couch Guys Sports video content. Shout out to Exo Gun. Thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. Everybody listening, thank you so much. And if you can't take the heat, get your ass off my field because this is High Heat Fantasy Baseball. Tune in next week. Peace.